What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. This is your host for the ad space, Austin. Again, sitting down with my man, Robbie P. What's up, man? What's up, guys? How's it going? And if this is your first time tuning in, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate your support. And we're going to talk to you about the sponsors that make this podcast free for you guys. And first up, what do we got first? First, we got Hoist Hydration. And these guys are one of three approved electrolyte hydration drink brands approved by the United States Department of Defense. And so they've got it up there with just two other options for that the Department of Defense has analyzed and gone through. And I've tried it. I've drank it. I, mean, yeah. I actually do a little bit of endurance sports and mm-hmm. hydration is kind of important when you're <laughs> right. out Running for hours Iron and Man. hours and doing all that. Yeah. Robbie stuff. P just com- completed an Ironman not long ago, which is pretty impressive. Not too and, long ago. And it was real hot. And yeah. In Idaho, right? It was up in Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. Um, and so I spent, you know, a lot longer than I was hoping out in the 102 degree heat. Uh, uh, but hydration is extremely important. Obviously, you have to stay hydrated. And water just doesn't cut it because you, need, level, you right. need a lot more than just the just the water. And so the hoist actually gives you IV level hydration. It's 110% more hydration than water by itself, and it lasts longer. Wow. And so you get a lot of the, the extra benefits mm-hmm. um, with the electrolytes, but it's got half the sugar as traditional sports drinks. It's got twice the electrolytes, no artificial sweeteners, preservatives, or dyes, and it's made in the United States. That's awesome. And I mean, I didn't know that much about it actually prior to this, but I have been drinking it and I got to say it tastes really it's good. Pretty so, good. Like, I it's mean, pretty sweet, but it's, it, is. it doesn't have all the sugar. No, it's, which is kind of weird, right? It seems sweeter than like a Gatorade, yeah. but it's not. I, I got a little bit of a sweet sugar. tooth, so I like that. Yeah, um, and, and I actually really enjoy the flavors. Yeah. I've tried them all. There's what, five of them, I think? Yeah, they are all really good. I mean, really good. I was actually pretty impressed yeah. about because I've tried these before, like these like, oh, we hydrate like crazy and it tastes like, oh, you like you got to lick gross. the sole of your feet to get the taste <laughs> out of your mouth and it's it's kind of gross, but yeah. this stuff's really good. They got five different bottled flavors, but then they also have three different uh, powdered flavors that mm-hmm. you can try as well. Um, and if you go to drinkhoist.com, you can use code FEELCRAFT10 to get 10% off of your purchase. Um, they've hooked up our listeners, so drinkhoist.com code fieldcraft10 next up the og triarch systems heck yeah so triarch we've been using those guys since the beginning really with fieldcraft and um, they've always supported us personally also professionally um great group of guys and gals at triarch they're here at our grand opening to support us um they've always treated us really well and i know that the training side of the tactical training side of fieldcraft they all love their triarch guns yeah. I and mean, we've said it a bunch but we really try and partner with brands that we believe in. And Triarch was the easiest one. Yeah. Uh, Mike loves his Triarch guns. Um, Amy shoots his, yeah. his Triarchs all the time yeah. and they never break. They never yeah. malfunction. They just work. Yeah. And the training staff, training department, they all love them. And I mean, they're just good guns and good people. Right. Which just makes it that much better. So guys, head over to TriarchSystems.com. Use code FIELDCRAFT and it'll save you 5% on your next build at Triarch Systems. And then last, but definitely not least, are our friends over at Kafaro. Shout out to uh, Dana over at Kafaro. Um, the people there, again, are great. Like Aaron and the whole gang, they came up, with, uh, gosh, I guess it's been a while ago. Um, man, that's a couple, a couple months, months ago. ago. Yeah, when they were looking at uh, potentially moving the business and everything, and they hung out with us, and we had a really good day just hanging out with them. But not just the people are amazing, but their products are great. You know, I have a um, 22 mag 
of theirs that I carry as my search and rescue bag. And I mean, it's a game changer when you have a pack and anybody that spends time outside knows this, that when you spend time with a pack on your back and it's not a good pack, it doesn't have a good frame system or no frame system at all. And you're carrying a lot of weight. It will break you it down. It's the worst. I mean, I yeah. spend a lot of time with packs on my back and yeah. if you don't get the fit right, if you don't, yeah. you know, balance it right, which is a lot, one of the things that a lot of these companies mm -hmm. are like Afaro, they actually look at how they build the pack so that you mm -hmm. can balance it more Correct. easily and make sure that it fits right on your pack. They have different Correct. frame sizes to make sure that you're getting the right fit. And it just makes all the difference. It does. And I, for any application, I mean, they've got packs for hunting. They've got packs for just like your three-day assault type pack for just a, a couple days in the field. And then they even have like some little EDC bags that you guys can pick up. So head over to kafaru.net, check out what they've got going on and support a good business. Now we're heading off to the podcast. Kevin Owens and Pat Wiley will be talking about cybersecurity and how you guys can keep your technology safe and make sure that everything is squared away on that front. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to the Fieldcraft Survival Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin. Uh, it has been a while since I did one of these, probably a couple of months. I've uh, been kind of busy moving back to the uh, East Coast, setting up the North Carolina office. So I'm back. Um, with me today is, this is kind of different for us, but it falls firmly into the realm of preparedness in the 21st century. Um, with me today is Pat. So, hey, Pat. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? <laughs> I'm good, man. Brave talking about this subject. Yeah. Well, th this is not my area. I have a little bit of training in it, but not, uh, anything close to what you have. And... Uh, just like, you, you know, you're a Green Beret, you're an SF guy. We crossed paths throughout our career a couple of times. You were yep. third group. That's right. Um, when I was a team sergeant in third group, I went to a two-week course on cyber type stuff. Uh, the first week was kind of defensive in nature. The second week was kind of offensive in nature. Mm -hmm. And it, excuse me, it really did open my eyes. And uh, then I took my whole team to your course, which you used to teach in the advanced skills company at third yep. group. And it was, it was kind of a, uh, uh, like cyber boot camp for, for SF guys for, yep. knuck, for knuckle for draggers, knuckle draggers, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, when, when I was coming back here, uh, we hooked back up and, and again, being smart online and knowing, knowing how you're being attacked and, and especially your kids knowing, you know, your, your teenage kids knowing how to, how to set up their Facebook and their Instagram and, and, and just, you know, all these phishing attacks and all that kind of thing. So it's a pretty fascinating subject that we're going to break it down. But I, I before we do that, let, let's go back a little bit and get some context on you. Uh, just talk to me about where you, where you were born, uh, where you grew up, uh, like briefly your, your army career, what you did in, in, in SF um, and how uh, SF guy becomes a cyber nerd and and we we cyber laughed ninja. earlier and cyber ninja <laughs> we laughed earlier on because i, I used the word nerd with total respect because nerds rule the world that's like true uh, yeah it is yeah, yeah it is um but how how you end up going from you know sf green beret um warfighter to into the cyber world and you've obviously been in it for a while now because when i took my team through your course that was probably around like 11, 10 or 11 years ago something like that yeah, yeah. I think it was probably uh 2012 maybe yeah Some, that sounds about right around there yeah yep. so um yeah so so just just give me give, give us a little bit of background well let's see uh originally from washington state um so just got out of high school 
and uh, the way I was raised, it was my just had to get away from home. So yeah. you know, getting away from home, first thing I thought about is like join the military. You know, I come from a military family. Dad was in the Air Force for twenty years. He was in the Navy for like I think like six years before that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just find find my own path, mm-hmm. and so. Um, there's a lot of stuff about on my mom's side of the family that I didn't know about. Uh, actually her, her family is, she's originally from Thailand. Um, so, uh, her, her family, her father was actually in Thai special forces. Mm. Never knew that until I joined special forces, you know, years later. Uh, so yeah, I joined the army. Um, and here's, here's a funny fact that I joined as a 92 golf, a cook. Did you? So, yeah. How did the recruiter talk you into that? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. It's like you, <laughs> you get the, the video of a guy handing a roll of toilet paper to another guy and you, you get like, I want to do that. Well, you're a supply sergeant. Yeah. So my, my recruiter did a really good job. He That's a good me. recruiter. Yeah. That's he, a good recruiter right he, there. He, he swindled me really good. They tried that with me because yeah. when I took, uh, I took, I guess it was the physical and I, I'm not colorblind, but I have red and green deficiencies. Okay. And they're like, oh, we're not sure if you could. Because I was like, I want to be an infantry guy, right? And they're like, oh, we're not sure if you can be. And, and uh, there's other things open to you. And I was like, like what? And he was like, <laughs> just keep an open mind. You could be a cook. And I'm like, I'm not being a cook. Yeah. You, you can, yeah. That you was can a get horrible that. mistake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, not, that's not an easy job either. It's a horrible it's job. It's a lot of work, right? It's a horrible and job. And horrible hours. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, training for selection, that's even worse. But that'll, that'll come. <laughs> So, yeah, it took me about uh, seven and a half years to figure out I didn't want to be a cook anymore. Really? So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I moved all the way up to uh, a staff sergeant a, as a cook. Um, but the funny thing is my, my transition point was it was back in 1999, and I went to jump master school in the 82nd. Yeah. And I was actually the the distinguished honor grad yeah. at 82nd Airborne Jump Master School. Wow. And for a cook at that time, yeah. it, was, it was pretty much unheard of. Mm-hmm. Well- um, I got selected to be uh, the division command sergeant major's administrative assistant. And that, that was my sucks. first exposure to, well, it didn't suck actually, yeah. because I got to go observe training with the, the division sergeant major. And so when I went out with him as this 92 golf, he would go observe 11 Bravo training. He'd go yeah. out on the ranges and I would just be awestruck. I'd be like, wow, yeah, the real what army. the hell did I sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I see all these guys doing real soldiers. Yeah, yeah, doing real soldier stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's like all the stuff, uh, G.I. Joe's and stuff I played with as a kid. And here I am slinging chow. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, things took kind of a turn for the worse because uh, my success is at that job landed me as a job as a general's aide. Mm. So dang, went to went to Army Chef School. Uh, that that was cool. Got mm. got some cool skills. But then I realized that you know when you're a, you're a general's aide, you're a freaking butler. Yeah, and that's what it was. And yeah. you don't work for the general; you work for the general's wife. And it was a horrible, really? horrible job. Oh my god, that it seems just, so old school, man. That's yeah, absolutely horrible. Yeah. And I'm like, how did I wind up in this life of servitude? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I, I got in some trouble, and you know, I, I got a glow in the dark NCOER and kicked out of the 82nd. I got sent down to to 18th Field Artillery, and. Coincidentally, that's where Q Corps students go through when they're when they're going through like language or MOS training or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I got to see these green berets come through the chow hall. I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be on the other side of the chow line. What year was that? This was back in 2001. Okay. So the, the yep. war just mm-hmm. kicked off. Um, and so I, I started like seeing these guys go through. I'm like, how do I how, how do I do this? How do I be one of you guys? Mm-hmm. And I started talking to some of the cadre, and they're like, you know, talking. Do all the walking, do all the rucking. And as a cook, 
Like I have no mentor to go to, no yeah. one, no one to talk to yeah. about this. I'm like, yeah. okay, I'll go walk it, it, and I'll go. I, rock. I think there's 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 benefit in that sometimes, right? Because nowadays. Uh, kids going through the queue. They have so much information. It's probably overwhelming. We had a couple of kids in here a few minutes ago that came by just to ask some questions and we give them a little guidance and mentorship. But back then we had nobody. Yeah. Like you may have known somebody that that went to SF Selection, but if he was back in your unit, he probably didn't do well. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Especially as a cook. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I went through, I went through selection in uh, 2002 mm-hmm. uh, as winter class. So did and, I. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Yeah. We may have gone through the same course, but we may have. Um, yeah. That was that was a great experience. I, I went, got through the first time, learned land. I actually learned land land navigation in the Q course, really, or in um, mm. selection, really. Yeah. So, and I guess you know I got lucky because I passed the first time, got all my points, and yeah, it was great. The worst part was having to go back to being a cook yeah. after I passed selection, yeah. waiting to get into the Q course. Yeah, remember at the end, where at the end of selection because we went the same time, it was obviously the same, but they they. They read out at the end, they said, okay, I'm going to read out numbers. The ones I read out go over here, and the ones I don't read out, I, and they're calling guys over. And you don't know which, which group you has don't passed. You don't know which group has passed. You're like, oh, he seems squared away, and he went to that group. So, yeah. But you just don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool thing was, uh, like, when you start to see that you're in the smaller group, you're like, mm, I heard a song <laughs> about this once upon a time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that went cool. Um, the Q course, that was, you know, that was a fun experience. I, I told you earlier that it took me two years to get through the, the SFQ insane. course. And I passed everything the first time. Well, you, you were an echo, right? Yep. You're still doing Morse code? Yeah. Uh, no, I was the first class to not do Morse code. Really? And the uh, last class to do max gain out in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, at least you got away from Morse code. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, um, now that I'm doing computer stuff, it's, it's yeah. almost like doing Morse code. <laughs> um, got stationed to, uh, in station in third third special forces group. Uh, did did my ODA time. Uh, went to war. You know, I volunteered to get in gunfights, so mm-hmm. I got in gunfights. That mm-hmm. was that was one hell of an experience. Um, and then fast forward to I think this is about. 2011. So I was working as a uh, sniper instructor for uh, sniper sniper course at, at third group, mm-hmm. and the group commander at the time, he's like, "What are we doing to protect our operators when they're both conus and oconus online?" Mm-hmm. And nobody really knew the answer. And so my name got thrown into a hat of people. Uh, matter of fact, that was the only name that got thrown in. Like mm-hmm. Pat needs to stand this up. So did you already have the skills? I had done a few things uh, downrange to to kind of fix our, our network infrastructure. Yeah, uh, just self-taught. Self-taught. Okay, everything was self-taught. Um, so I, I I told the group commander, I was like, hey, you know, I don't want to go to any military schools. Send me up to Raleigh. Go, let me go live there for a month, and I'll take course course after course after course. And mm-hmm. it was it was brutal. Did you oh. have interest in it, or was it just something? I was that... fascinated by it. Were you super okay. fascinated? That makes it so much easier. Yeah. Well, exactly. <laughs> uh, you because... wouldn't you wouldn't be successful if you didn't like it and you no. went through it. Like that two week course I told you about. At one point, we started doing code. Mm-hmm. And it was me and Damon, and we <laughs> yep. were we were lost. <laughs> yep. Like we were like, "What the hell is going on?" I don't even understand why. Yeah, but uh, it wasn't our thing. But um, and it's not a lot of people's thing. It's yeah. like you know, it for me, it was okay. Computers were built by people, yeah. and they have some sort of logic behind it. And I just happened to understand that logic. Yeah, yeah. I guess the biggest thing is because I had been on the gunfighter side before, yeah. it allowed me to see it from the lens of people that don't understand this yeah. and say, how can I relate this yeah. and teach people like, okay, if you're if you're going to be on an objective, yep. wouldn't it be nice 
to yeah, yeah. know this information via cyber yeah, or something like that's that. That's an important point, you know, like if you're a sniper, you know, you can sit in the, in the woods in a ghillie suit mm-hmm. and look at a building with a light on inside, or maybe, just maybe, you can hack into the Wi-Fi, turn on his computer and get a camera inside, Or, or right? just see what's in there, Yeah, you know, digitally, because yeah. it, it'd be nice because, yeah. you know, you, you go into a house or something like that and the dust settles, you're like, hey, 18 Fox, do we have everything? He's like, mm, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if it had a digital signature, hey, we're looking for this many, you know, cell yeah. phones or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think a lot of that stuff came up too when we were pulling computers off targets and yep. we're having to bypass the password and stuff like that, you know? Um, yeah, it, it's funny, you know, because I'm, I'm watching The Americans, uh, mm. the TV show, yeah, and yeah. it's in the 80s, it's all dead drops and all that. I, I'm sure they still have spies in America, but most of that stuff's done from another country now. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it's digitally done, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So they, they had you stand it up even though you didn't have a, a formal education in it? No, no. Yeah. And that's another thing. I'm a high school grad to yeah. this day. So yeah, 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 yeah I, have some, I have college, but <laughs> hey, you know what? Yeah. Uh, I didn't go to school because I was too busy learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I, I think there's a place for college education, but I don't think it's a default. I don't think... Oh, you know, what's funny about Special Forces, the, you know, a lot of people outside, they say... Well, you went to the army because you didn't want to go to school. Well, when you join special forces, that's yeah. all you do is go to school. Yeah, you go yeah. to school after school. Yeah, and if you get up in the higher ranks, you have to have a, a degree, or they won't freaking promote you. You know. Yep. Um, now, but it wasn't like that a couple of years ago. Exactly. So, uh, started that program, the that cyber program in in third special forces group. After about three or four years, um, that that commander actually, you know, and I'm not a huge fan of officers, mm-hmm. but he actually was fairly forward thinking to yeah, do that. He right? sure was. Yes. Yeah. 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 He absolutely um, was. I tried to put some of that when I uh, was the first one at that warrior leader course. I tried to implement some cyber awareness training because I'd been through that school before right. uh, for for Q course kids just just to. Look, don't be posting this and don't be I, like for for OPSEC now. I'm glad I'm out because I can't imagine what it's like trying to manage that it stuff. It was easy when we grew up because yes. you know you didn't even have cell phones. No, and yeah. emails were just starting to come out. Yeah. And it's like the only yeah. the only people that had it was the company command or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. Um, and then you know we learned the hard way, right? That's how Abigail happened with people taking pictures and, and posting them and yep. sending them and all that, that which costs lives, you know. So managing that stuff now, good lord, I'm glad I don't have to do that. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, that, that translated in my passion, being good at this stuff, uh, naturally and having been the, the war fighter, you know, I was like, this is kicking our ass, you know, cause SF guys, you know, soldiers in general, we're good at physical security because yeah. it's, it's something that's tangible, mm-hmm. but we suck at cyber we're terrible. And, Absolutely and, terrible. But the way they train it in the military, it, it's so check the box and it it's is. such a pain in the ass. It's this online training that's death by boredom. It is. And you, you like, I'll be honest, like most people play the video and go do other stuff. Exactly. And come back when it's over. I still do that. Yeah. The, the fact that I have to take it, I'm kind of insulted. I'm I like, know. Oh, come on, yeah. guys. Yeah. And it, it's so badly put together. Yeah, you it know, is. It really is. Guys, we're going to interrupt your podcast and talk about our sponsor, Athletic Greens. With so many stressors in life, it's difficult to maintain an effective nutritional habit and give our bodies the nutrients that we really need and that our bodies have to have to thrive. I'm the world's worst about it. I'll hang out here at work for forever until it's late. I get super hungry and then I just want to grab fast food and then feel gross later. So um, I've been trying to implement a lot more of these healthy options and Athletic Greens has been that, especially when I'm up early for training uh, and I got to be out in the field. And a lot of times I can't or don't want to wake up early enough to make a good healthy breakfast. I can just pack in some athletic greens 
and drink that. And it's a way better option. I feel full and I feel I, you get the benefits of all the nutrients while you're in the field. And it's, it's been a lifesaver for me. They're offering the audience uh, a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. And that's at athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft. Simply visit athleticgreens.com forward slash fieldcraft and get your free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs today. Guys, you won't regret it. I promise you that. Try it out. Do you, do you think like, are there certain people you've seen over, over years? Obviously, everybody can be trained, but there's certain people like you who just have an aptitude for it. They just get it. It is. Especially and teenagers or, or, you know what I mean, younger people. Like, I've heard people say, you know, oh, kids should be coding at a young age. Do you think that's true? If they have the aptitude and desire. Okay. Like, yeah. it's not something you can force. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's the either like it or they don't. And, you know, mm-hmm. like a, if, if your kid is an outdoor kid, let him be an outdoor kid. Yeah. If he if he's into computing, cool. Yeah. Like let him yeah. teach him best practices. But yeah, coding is not for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, so what was your thought process when you were setting that up? Like what, what was your start point? My start point was um number one, I couldn't rely on on civilian courses, a- academia, because academia teaches you uh, from a school their their perspective. Yeah. Our perspective is it, it's a lot more in a tactical sense, and that's why that's why I stood up uh, this program was to address this this notion of tactical cyber. So, yeah. and it's you know nobody when people yeah. heard tactical cyber they're like that doesn't yeah. don't go together. They're like two different completely. Like, like you can't it, do tactical it's... and cyber, but you know. It, um, so you know, if if I had to define tactical cyber, it's like it's what you do to protect yourself and all those things around you because we we take technology for granted. Yeah, it helps us do things. It helps us do math in public, helps us, you know, communicate. Yeah. So yeah. and we take these things for granted. If it works, yeah, we don't fix it. Yeah. And that's people's mentality. So Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah. I mean, did you look at lessons learned, like the mistakes that have been made before? Uh, because I'm not gonna mention them here, but there have been some um, security breaches in the past and not just with SF but with the army and stuff like that where people just they, they did stupid stuff and gave away information that never we were bad like we're, we're pretty good now I think mm-hmm. but we were bad at um at uh, security back in the day with Bradley Manning and and people able to pull a put, put a hard drive into a into a, a computer and pull all kinds of information off it without being caught you know or like the Bradley Manning thing the Abu Ghraib thing there there was a lot of cases like that mm-hmm. that led to the implementation of the the cyber protections that we have now in the government but um it, it, I mean I'm sure it, it's constantly evolving and we're always vulnerable right it has to be constantly up, updated and, and, and here's something that kind of transcends like I, I can talk about it without talking about like uh, what happens in the military but when you go take a vacation and you stay like at Airbnb yeah. there's certain expectations like you go stay at a safe house there's probably going to be internet yeah. it's provided for you Yeah. but where's your internet going through Yeah. you you send yeah. that email you don't know where it's going you yeah. just know it's going to your, the recipient yeah so yeah. But where's it, it going in between? If it, I, I heard this years ago, and I don't know if it's true. Like, um, if you're on an open Wi-Fi and somebody has the ability to pull that stuff out of the air, it's not even illegal. Is no. that true? It's not. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, there's if it's like an unencrypted Wi-Fi, there's yeah. no expectation of privacy. Right. And depending on what state you're in, you can observe that traffic because it's it's all unencrypted. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. It's almost like. Uh, 
having your notebook open in the exactly. airport, right? Yeah, if somebody walks past shoulder and surfing you and yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Um, how was it received in third group by by knuckle draggers? Oh my god! <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm a knuckle dragger too, but I got you know, it. I the, understood the benefit. The, yeah, the um, the affection wasn't there, and so I needed to figure out. It wasn't just learning this stuff, teaching it. It was also a marketing campaign, and mm -hmm. the, the biggest opportunity that I was given with this in third group or in the army alone was I got to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. In the army. Yeah. And so I had to figure out how do I market this yeah. to knuckle draggers? Yeah. Because knuckle draggers don't care about this. No, they don't. So And they're overwhelmed with other stuff exactly. that, that they deem more important. And right? that, was, that was another thing is like um, cyber, as it's called, you know, I had to make sure that I understood that cyber wasn't the mission. It was something to enhance the mission that right. we already have. Yeah. And once, yeah. You, once you understand and grasp that, yeah. then you can see, oh, Okay, I wish I had cyber on this this previous operation that I went on because yeah. it would have helped me this way. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, the marketing thing was a big piece of it. So when I told people, "Hey, come to the cyber course," they're like, Psh, "No, yeah, absolutely not." Yeah, so I'm, I'm gonna like, go okay. shoot guns. Yeah. Well, then I started learning. Then I started learning the uh, the hacking stuff that I know. Yeah. And I started doing scare briefs. I'm like, you know what? Everybody, mm -hmm. bring your cell phone in here. I'm gonna show you what I can do. Yeah. And people are like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And then when it's kind of funny because once you start learning hacking, then all of a sudden you start making friends. It's kind of like having a pool. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, hey, Pat, I got, <laughs> I got this. I got a girl or, yeah. you know, I, my yeah. kid or, you yeah. know, I'm like, nope, can't help you. I remember during the course that we did and uh, you had two big screen TVs mm -hmm. and uh, somebody asked, somebody on my team asked, how people hack your Facebook account, right? Yeah. And then you sent that phishing email. Yeah. Hey, click on the, your 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 Facebook account has been compromised. Click on this link, and they clicked, and you 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 were showing. So you clicked. It was on one page, and then what they saw on the other end was on the other, and you oh, clicked. You remember that. I do remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, because I always wondered that myself. Um, and it's just a momentary lapse in concentration where it comes up, and you're like, oh shoot, bang! And obviously, people fall for it mm -hmm. uh, to this day, or it, they wouldn't do it, right? Exactly. Um, I, I'm so paranoid; I don't click on anything. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the uh, it's interesting to see how how you, you you change people's mindset, and and in their defense, SF guys have freaking. 20 different skill sets they have to be good at at all times yes and it's hard to find the time well the biggest thing about this is like you get trained you get trained on shooting or um any, any of the litany of skills that we teach in sf but cyber it affects you not when you're not just when you're at work yeah it's, it affects you when you're at home too. yeah yeah and that's yeah. when you should feel safe yeah and yeah. you know now it's like we're fighting a war all the time yeah you go home and you're there's still people trying to attack you yeah 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 um so the um with the stuff you're doing now in in the civilian world what would you say is because, because it, it's just it's blown up obviously over the last 10 15 years but right. um what would you say uh young 14 year old gets a cell phone and I know they get them much younger than that now but not my kids but um <laughs> they get a cell phone what's the biggest thing that they 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 mess up what what's What's the thing that they they're most vulnerable on the platform, in your opinion? I know it's kind of a the, very broad question. Yeah, but. so I would say some of the biggest things, and a lot of it has to do with culture is changing. Yeah. So now, because of you know the emergence of cancel culture, you have to be careful of what you say. Yeah, and you know it, the the 
the uh, the narrative of don't don't put anything on on Facebook or anything like that. Don't post anything that you wouldn't put as a front sign in your front yard. Yeah, yeah. You know, you yeah. treat it like something that everyone can see because everyone can see it. Yeah, and yeah. You get one share or something like that that goes outside this little circle of trust. The yeah. next thing you know, it has a ripple effect. Yeah. So careful yeah. what you say. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, there was there was a girl in in Utah that that did a podcast with Mike and and. Uh, she was attacked because of something she put on on Facebook or something like mm-hmm. that, and they came after her hard. And she did nothing wrong, and they, they tried to destroy her business and everything. Oh, you wow. know, um, yeah, it, it, it's it's brutal right now. Um, but like, let's say, I mean, what what's the things that young people should know when they get a cell phone, set up Facebook, set up Instagram, um, uh, open up the world? to 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 strangers basically so because i i i resisted giving my kids yeah. phones mm-hmm. for a very very long time but like we grew up there were no phones right so you went away with your friends and you didn't come back all day exactly and, but now there's an expectation that i know where you are at all times mm-hmm. i can track you and i can um text you and i better get a response right away you get in that comfort zone like and and the, the the condition of my kids all getting phones where there's a tracker on it at all times and yep. I know where you are at all exactly. times, which which is reassuring for a parent. But you you are giving them access to the the horrible internet mm-hmm. very early on. Yep. Right? Yeah. So I would say one of the biggest things that uh I see kids doing, my minus what they give uh social media and stuff like that, is just understanding understand the components of your phone. Because your phone is the it's the greatest tagging tracking and locating device ever made yeah and we all have one yeah it yeah. doesn't matter you can turn stuff off and it's still tracking you yeah um but it's it's really understanding like because you have at any given time three or four different radios inside of a smartphone you have a bluetooth phone a bluetooth radio you have a nfc radio a wi-fi radio and your cellular radio mm-hmm. these are all things that communicate um understanding like uh, permissions you know do you know what the most invasive application on your phone is no Everyone's got it. So your web browser, it tells anybody anything they want to know about you. Oh, yeah, for what you what you search? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even the ones like DuckDuckGo that don't track you? Well, or... Those are search engines. Yeah. I'm talking about the actual web oh, browser. yeah, Because yeah. a web browser is something that's installed in every phone. It tells mm-hmm. you what type of phone you have, you know, mm-hmm. how big it is, mm-hmm. uh, what site you visit. And that's why, like, uh, even Facebook or uh, LinkedIn, they have their own in- in-app browsers. Yeah. Anytime you interact with the internet, you're giving information away. Yeah. Because the internet only has what you give it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's it's hard to live. It is, and not like I'll go to my phone every now and again, and I'll turn off every permission in it, and then two days later I'll try to connect something and nothing works. And I'm like, damn it, you know? Come on, yeah, yeah. It's just we we've gotten so comfortable, we've gotten so used to having that thing in our hands, especially when it's a business tool as well. Exactly, it's it's uh, it's part of doing business. Like we talked earlier on, when I started working for Mike, I had no social media at all, and I said, Mike, can I work for you and remain anonymous and it was like no and it, and it wasn't that i thought i was a ninja i just a private person yeah so um i i'm sure i've given away way more than i should have given but i i try to manage it as best i can um the uh, so even if you turn off location services and all you're still being tracked because you still have to ping the cell tower absolutely yeah yep. yeah you have to ping the cell tower and really know where your traffic is going and when i say know where your traffic is going like you have uh, like your internet service provider. That's, yeah. you know, like Time Warner or something like that. 
they they give you services that you pay for, but what are you actually paying for? Mm. Um, I, you know, and I tell people, you don't have to use all the services, even though you're paying for them. Um, don't want to get too nerdy, but there is a... Give me an example. Uh, a, a perfect example is this thing called DNS, Domain Name Server. Yeah. Okay? So yeah. it is the telephone book of the internet. Okay? Oh, yeah. So when you, when you send any information out of your house, it goes to your ISP, yeah. your internet service provider. Well, they have this thing called a DNS server, and they can record everything that you do, everywhere you go, mm-hmm. uh, what sites, what time, what you know, from from what uh, your house or anything like that. You don't have to use that service, mm. and you know, if whether you think operationally or at home, it'd be nice to not use that service mm-hmm. and use something else, so that if. Um, I mean, if you're being a criminal or something like that, you don't want your records subpoenaed. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if that's your thing, good on you. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's, you remember when you deployed and you went to a safe house? Did it mm-hmm. have internet? Did it mm-hmm. have Wi-Fi? Later on, it did. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. then yeah. then you had Terps. You know, you I, think I, about insider threat. Yeah, Terps use what Wi-Fi? The yeah. same network that you were on. Yeah, I remember asking the question. Even even. Uh, it's not a internet stuff, but even vehicles that we got mm-hmm. that were rented in country. I'm like, has anybody swept these things for bugs? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that the host nation gave us, you well, know? So let me think how long ago I did this. Cause I've, I've done some, some pretty fun stuff. So, uh, car rentals. Yeah. When I, when I go to an airport and I get a car rental, the first thing I always do is I go to check who is connected to their Bluetooth phone. And it's funny because you see a list of, hey, here's Mary's iPhone, here's George's Android phone. Yeah. And yeah. then you can pull up their contacts list or something like that. I'm like, oh, wow, people God. come on. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's all out of convenience. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we give up security and, and, and privacy for convenience, right? Mm-hmm. I do it myself. Do you run a VPN at home? Always. Always, yeah. Always. Yeah. Um, the, uh, does a VPN slow your server down? Yeah, your service. It, it does, but it's it's almost negligible. Yeah, yeah. Um and one of the things I tell people, and this is really dependent on how much you're how much uh how deep down in the rabbit hole do you want to go. Yeah. You can pay for a VPN service. Okay. So just explain what a VPN is, just in case people don't know. Virtual private network. So it number one, it encrypts your traffic. Uh number two, it gives you a different point of presence. So let's say you're in a country or somewhere that doesn't allow you to surf uh, certain websites from like the US. Well, mm-hmm. I can change my point of presence. So now it looks like my traffic is coming from somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. And now I can go visit that site. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's, you know, paid for VPNs, they're, they're, they're an absolute must. Yeah. If you don't have one, you need to get one. Okay. Do you have um, a recommendation of which one? I do. You, you want to go ahead and plug? Yeah, plug it. Uh, uh, it's so, just to help people out. I, we've not getting anything from the company. So, I, ju- I just, there's so many out there and people don't know which one is. to go with. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many, there's a lot of commercials out there. Yeah. And so I use Viper VPN. Okay. And so the, the next question is why? Why, you know, because if I'm going to uh, talk about that, why does Pat use Viper VPN? Well, uh, there's a lot of countries in the world that um, really harp on privacy. So what, which country do you think has the most private uh, or strict privacy laws? Switzerland, because you hear about Swiss banks. I was going to say banks. not America. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you hear about Swiss banks, but yeah, um, yeah. you have heard about Proton, Proton Mail. That comes yeah. out of Switzerland. Yeah. Viper yeah. VPN comes out of Switzerland. Uh-huh. A lot of good products for privacy Okay. Come out of that country. Yeah. So I, uh, my decision for usage of a VPN is where's the jurisdiction lie? Oh, okay. Because so, yeah. if you use an American-based VPN, I mean, you can get your records subpoenaed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's sometimes scary to look for foreign companies. 
yeah. uh, VPN services. Yeah. But yeah, Viber VPN, that's that's who I go through. They're uh, made by a company called Golden Frog. Yeah. So that's what I use. Some of the things you should be looking for. How many devices can I use at the same time simultaneously yeah. on the same VPN service? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you have a really VPN on really your cheap. phone too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. The uh, So if you were... You have a you have a, a camp coming up uh, real soon for in, in Moore County, uh, yep. which is where our new office is going to be for like teens basically to come and learn how to be safe online, which I think is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's badly needed. Um, what what are the things that you would teach in that camp for for like uh, it's like fourteen to seventeen or something like that? Is it's thir- it, uh, thirteen through seventeen. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, that way, their parents can sign off on it. And, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, the the Moore County Cyber Camp for Teens. Um, it's, it's really teaching the kids how computers work. So you remember when I talked about those different radios in your smartphone? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to be giving the kids, uh, the teenagers, a Raspberry Pi. Mm-hmm. So every kid let, that comes to the cyber camp, they're going to leave with a actual working computer. Yeah. And so they actually get to not only see the components, but they actually get to understand how those components interact with each other and, you you know, how it gets them to the internet and, and works um to do all all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I teach them how to build a little spy camera, which, oh. hey, you know, that's hey. everyone's going to be like, okay, <laughs> hey, kids, do the right thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I teach them about web browsers, teach them about VPNs, teach mm-hmm. them about DNS. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the, got the Moore County Sheriff's coming. Um, but it doesn't stop there because I'm doing uh, classes on drones too because I'm, I'm a drone pilot. So okay. I, I like doing that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, talk to them about social media awareness. Yeah. Um, Is I it, do teach them a little bit about coding. So, do you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, is it known? I don't know if it's public knowledge and if I should say it, where, where that drone footage goes. Depends on what drone you're using, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know that this actually happened. Uh, you're you're familiar with this because you were in Forest Mod. I am. So, but, and I don't know if it's public knowledge. That's why I don't know if I should say it or not. Okay. Um. Well, it has three letters to their main name, so yes. it yeah. kind of narrows yeah. it down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there there was this big thing because uh, China had manufactured a lot of the chips that were inside that drone, and yeah. so that's why you know the kibosh got put on it. Hey, yes. If you're using it, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Because all that data was getting sent back. Yep. Um. Yeah, and, and just something you wouldn't even think about when, you, when you're doing it initially, because uh, drones are, are, are super cool, right? And, yeah. and it's amazing to see how far they've come. Um, do, do parents go to that, that little boot camp with the kids? or is So just- it's for the kids. If the parents want to come sit in, um, I think that's the, the cyber camp is a little bit ahead of its time. So, yeah. you know, it's not not a lot of people have signed up yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that's better because the word's going to get out and yeah. the, the small... A uh, group of kids that are coming, mm-hmm. they're going to get an awesome experience. Yeah, awesome experience. Yeah, um, yeah, um, yeah. We need to do some promotion on that because kids are just so vulnerable, and and there's that there's the tracking and the the targeted ads, but there's also pedophiles and all kinds of weirdos on the yes. internet, and and, and it, it is the the it is scary stuff for for and, as a parent. You know, one of the things like uh, computing schools, like you go to IT schools, they're absolutely horrible. Yeah, it's death by PowerPoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the approach that I take is I, I show you the hack, yeah, and I show you why you should do this defensive measure that I'm showing you, yeah, and then I'll show you this hack doesn't work anymore. Oh, um, okay, yeah. So it, it's yeah. teaching defense through offense. Okay, you know, I mean, because yeah. you, you teach a person to fight with their fists, and you can say, hey, have keep your hands up, but I'm gonna punch you in the gut. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to learn how to fight back. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, guys? Let's we're gonna interrupt your podcast here for just a second to tell you about one of our sponsors. 
Kalo rings. These guys make the premium silicone rings. Um, I'm a big proponent of these rings. Um, I'll tell you a quick story. I was telling the guys this uh, last week, but um, when I was first married, I misplaced my wedding ring and it took me five years to find it. Ended up finding it in my golf bag because I had taken it off because it was uncomfortable to hold the golf clubs with it. And I don't golf all that much, but I do a lot of outdoor recreation, a lot of stuff, rock climbing, canyoneering, um, endurance sports, athletic events, a lot of different things. And I just found myself taking my ring off all the time because it wasn't comfortable. It's big, it was bulky, and it was hard and hurt. Um, and, and so I just found myself taking it off all the time. It was during that five years that I first learned about Kalo rings and um, tried it out and loved it. And I've been a big proponent ever since. Um, they are designed to be worn during all of your everyday activities, uh, no matter what it is, because you can barely even notice that it's there. And so for all you married guys out there, you don't have to just take your ring off and have the ladies flocking to you. You can keep the ring on, and keep them back a little bit, but still do all of your outdoor activities and make sure that you're comfortable. Um, like I said, I, a big proponent. I've I've worn them for years now, and I don't have to worry about getting hurt with my ring, losing it, you know, anything like that. Which I've had all of that happen to me with my with my standard metal rings. Um, anyways, it's it's one of those things that can really make a big difference for those with an outdoor active lifestyle. Um, they're useful for firefighters, police service members, mechanics, athletes, outdoor enthusiasts, travelers, military personnel, everybody really can benefit from these. And they got a bunch of different styles, a bunch of different designs, and you're not spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on a ring. So you can have a bunch of them. You can try out different kinds and you have different, different styles and all of that. Anyways, guys head to Kalo.com. That's Q A L O.com slash Fieldcraft, and you can get 20% off of your purchase. They've hooked it up for us, for our audience. And if you head over there, qalo.com slash fieldcraft, you can get 20% off. Back to the podcast. Um, without getting into details, like how hard is it to hack a Wi-Fi password for you? It depends, obviously, how well they built it, right? But if if, if they do, like a lot of people, they go Q-W-E-R-T-Y, shift, yeah. Q-W, don't do that. Yeah, that, don't that. do that. No, no. <laughs> yeah, we call those keyboard walks. And uh, yeah. so for me to get the information to crack into somebody's Wi-Fi, I can get super easy. Yeah. Less than a minute. Really? Um, yeah. For me to crack the password, that's user dependent. Yeah. And that's where, you know, it's, it's a blend of, Am I going to get to know this person or do yeah. they have a Facebook page? Because a lot of people, they they have passwords that are absolutely terrible. You think about a password. Yeah. What do most people do with their passwords? They start with the English word. Yeah. They capitalize the first letter. Yeah. They have some sort of numbers at the end. They do. And they might have some special characters in there. Yes. There is tools that are designed just for that purpose so I can have a list of passwords yeah. and I can mangle it with all different all yeah. different ways. Yeah. And this is done by a computer that can do crack billions of passwords per second. Yeah. So I in that course I did, I, I don't know, it was your course or the previous one. They had programs like that mm -hmm. that did the the pattern that the keyboard works and then they they pick random words and they shoot them all in there and they put numbers and symbols and it's just it's bombarding it with passwords until it hits the right one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um so if it's your dog's name and one, two, three at the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. You're absolutely yeah. done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Do people, are, are people not, 
aware of how vulnerable they are in your opinion or do they just not care because it's convenient or do they think that they they have nothing to hide and you know what i mean all the above all of it all the above so because you know uh the thing about uh cybersecurity is we're, we're used to dealing things in a physical sense yeah where cybersecurity comes in you have physical like your computer but you also have the logical world yeah. And that's where you get into things like IP addresses, MAC addresses, you know, different uh, technologies, how your stuff traverses the internet. And that's what people don't understand because they can't visualize, they can't see it, they can't touch it. Yeah. And so that's that's where um, that's where that training that I do is to help people visualize and understand mm-hmm. what exactly your traffic looks like when you know you, you hit enter. This is what's happening. Yeah. What um, are what are what are like people who are trying to hack? What are they looking for exactly? Anything. 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 Yeah. So us on the defensive side, you depends on who's who's going after you. The only thing you can do is slow people down. The more speed bumps you put up, yeah. eventually you're gonna frustrate a hacker because hackers are lazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um hackers are they're gonna look for low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Um that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look for low hanging fruit. And if uh love cameras, I love password cracking, I love cracking into Wi Fi mm-hmm. because that is largely dependent on the person and people are just generally lazy with passwords mm-hmm. password reusage like if i get one password mm-hmm. the very next place i would want to go to hypothetically speaking yeah <laughs> was, would be like your bank account or your email or something like yeah. that because people share passwords yeah yeah or uh another bad practice like vpns should be a common thing now the other common thing is two-factor or multi-factor authentication. Yeah. So if you're if you're logging in with a username and password, and that's all it takes, mm-hmm. you got some fixing to do. Mm. It's it's you know have something go at a minimum to your phone, or use uh, authenticator apps like Google Authenticator or Microsoft Authenticator. Mm-hmm. I personally I like to use a program called Authy. Mm-hmm. How do you spell uh, that? A U T H Y. Mm-hmm. So Authy is something. It's it's an app on your phone and it's an app on your desktop. So it doesn't matter where you are. Uh, you, you're able to get that second factor authentication so that you're just putting in another speed bump in mm. because I can't get past those unless okay. I take control of that device as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's it's amazing how vulnerable being. What about geotagging on photographs? So geotag, so with... Uh, I'm throwing that words like now, like I understand no. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Geotagging with photographs. So, like when you when you upload something to like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or something like that, a lot of a lot of times those those services they'll remove that that geotagging information. They'll keep it. Okay. They know. Yeah. But I can't uh, go download a picture off of Facebook and get like the metadata yeah. about that picture. Is that a change that happened? Um, I mean, it probably happened a long time ago, right after. People were probably doing that initially, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you if you email a picture to somebody, can they pull if they knew what they were doing? No, if they it, that's different yeah. because you're not uploading it to a platform. You're, yeah. you're sending it from one place to another. Mm-hmm. So uh, yes, it goes through like uh, if you're using Gmail, it goes through Gmail servers. They're not going to strip that information, mm. um, but there are tools to where you can take that information off. It's mm. it's really not that hard. Okay. Um, a lot of the things that people don't use is that little right-click function on any file. You can right-click on it, something, get info about this this particular file. Yeah. And you can choose to erase all your uh, sensitive data off of it. Okay. Uh, yeah. who, who the author is, what type of computer he came from. Um, okay. It's, it's just building a new uh, 
building cybersecurity into your portfolio, like, hey, this is the normal thing that I should do. Yes, it might take a couple more seconds, but yeah. this should be the new normal. Is that the way it is for you? Like it's SOP now? Oh, I yeah. do certain things before mm-hmm. I, I, I launch. And a lot um, of it's repetition because this stuff, I'm not going to not gonna kid you. It's it's not easy to learn for a lot of people. Yeah. And all it takes is repetition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so uh, we're, we're going to move forward and, and we're going to work together a little bit uh, in, in the future because we're... we're I'm excited. Um, Thanks for having me on this uh, yeah, no, podcast. Man, no, this is awesome. it's it's something we've talked about getting uh, kind of into, but you you can't. Uh, you're the right guy because you have a practical application, and you can't pull some of these IT guys. Man, they speak another language, and they can't dumb it down for people like me, right? Right. right. So you you have to make it applicable to everyday life, and you have to make it digestible and understandable, or people are just not going to do it, right? Exactly. Um, the um. So as we move forward, I think we're going to we we'll probably put a class together. I think when we get our new our, yeah. our new building here soon, and we'll work that up and we'll do some do some marketing on it. And uh, what what type of thing? Like if we put together a five hour class on a Saturday, let's say, and uh, people were coming in, what what type of stuff would you do? Um. So and you you tell me whether five really, hours is enough or you want to do more or or what that would look like. Um. Do you like for your for your boot camp mm-hmm. for a kid? Do you have computers there or are they bring in their own? So right now I have it. It could be either. So it, it gets kind of messy when people bring their own computers yeah. because they bring their own problems. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know if so, I want you near my computer anyway. <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of people a lot of people don't, and mm-hmm. uh, it's um. I, I I had a customer once. I was like. Uh, sh- Female. She wanted to have her have me help her uh, get some stuff off her computer. Yeah. I'm like, first thing you need to do is never trust a hacker with your computer, <laughs> yeah. especially physical yeah. access. Yeah. So yeah. she sat next to me for three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't go in there. Yeah. Don't go in there. I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah. I had, I had a niece actually in Ireland and her hard drive crashed on her computer and she mm-hmm. took it to a place and young, attractive girl and they... They took her hard drive out. They put a new hard drive in for her. And I'm like, yeah, they they, they kept her hard drive. They got the goods. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you got to be careful. So, yeah, how would that class look? Like, how would it get structured? What do you think would be beneficial? So, one of the ways I always go, I, I always go for shock value. Mm-hmm. So, you, you got to, to make people pay attention, you have to scare them a little bit. Yeah. You have to show them how easy their bad habits can be manipulated. Yeah. So it's, you know, a couple of different examples that, you know, I showed your guys back in, you know, 2012. Mm -hmm. Just show them a couple easy hacks and show them why you shouldn't do uh, this password practice, you know, uh, with passwords. That's that's an easy one. Yeah. Um, when I show people how easy it is to crack a password, yeah, they'll they'll change their minds. Like, yeah. Ooh, maybe I shouldn't use this for my bank account and my email address. What What about passwords that are saved on your computer? Like, like depends on how they're saved. There's password managers. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people use uh, the the web browsers. They're getting better now because web browsers are able to store and, and uh, encrypt your passwords. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really finding a that, that median ground of, hey, this is what everybody's happy with. Mm-hmm. Some people might need to be pulled aside and be like, hey, okay, let me break it down for you in, in your terms. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it starts off with kind of like a scare brief mm-hmm. saying, hey, let's everybody bring your phone in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people be wearing Fitbit watches. I did a conference one time and 
I was just I had listening devices and I started talking to the audience. I'm like, hey, George, it's nice to see you. I see you're wearing your Fitbit. Good for you. Mm-hmm. And people started freaking out, losing their minds. They're yeah. like, how does he know I'm here? Yeah. Uh, I just, I'm talking to a bunch of strangers, but it's doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. To just let people see, hey, this is what your device is telling the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And with, you know, a little bit of software, a little bit of knowledge, people are, people will take that information. Yeah. Because again, hackers, they want anything. Yeah. Every little crumb helps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's it's crazy world, man. It really is, um, and and it's it's pretty scary. I think some people don't even look because they don't they don't want to see right. They, they they don't look under behind the curtain. Yeah, because they're just they have blinders on, right? And that's uh, what I do is I, I let them peek behind the curtain. Yeah, you know, you let yeah. them see what the hacker sees. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you know, if you tell people, well, use a VPN. But if I show you why you should use a VPN yeah. and I'm able to get some information off of you, you know, it can be benign. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, as long as I show them and kind of like capture their attention, because it's all about capturing people's attention. Mm-hmm. Why do I need this cybersecurity? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how, how much, how many hackers are out there? Like how big a problem is it? It really, it's really based on morals. You know, yeah. I, I love this stuff because I am curious to learn. Mm-hmm. It, but I also like if, if I see a barrier, I don't like barriers. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, what's behind there? Yeah. Or what does this say? Or yeah. What does this mean? Yeah. And I'm just curious. People are curious. Yeah. yeah. Um, so people want to learn. It's really just based on morals. We're, how are you raised? Yeah. You know, knowing right from wrong. I, I, um, I, I do you do stuff with Wi-Fi routers and stuff like that when, oh, yeah. in your course? Yeah. I imagine you would because some people just plug it in and push that button, right? Exactly. That WPS yeah. thing. And it's like awful encryption, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, you need like WPA2 and, and a good strong password. Yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's a very easy way into somebody's world is mm-hmm. through the Wi-Fi router. Well, yeah. that's the central hub for every device in yeah. your house. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Oh, my God. I'd hate to live in the same neighborhood as you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, man. We're going to move forward. We, we'll uh, Once we get our, our, our new classroom up and running, we, yeah. we'll get you in. We'll do it. We'll do. We'll publicize it. We'll put it on the calendar. And... Uh, We'll get a, a course together. We might do some online content, you know, just just to maybe a couple of little videos and stuff. I, I think it's it's a world that uh, it's it, the security element of it is it's almost somewhat untapped, right? Because people just don't bother, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think they don't know, like you said, what they don't know. They exactly. don't know how vulnerable they are and and how people can can really get into their world because yeah. everything, this that freaking thing there, that phone, mm-hmm. it's a computer, it's a navigation device, it, it's everything all in one. It, it's a photo album. Yep. Um, it, it's everything. And uh to, I, I picked up a phone, like a really nice phone at the airport one time, and I, I picked it up. It was left on a seat, and I, boom, and it wasn't even locked. It wasn't even the password <laughs> on it, you know? Oh, my God. And I turned it in to, to the security people, yeah. you know? Some woman left it there and got on her plane. Oh, and wow. Did, no, it didn't even password protected. Jeez. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. It's so terrible. It's I so know. terrible. It's obviously too much trouble to, to um, password protect it. Yeah. The, um, what's... Uh, like of all the apps, what's like the the most invasive one you've seen? Mm. Or one of them. Yeah, well, they, social they media. generally, yeah, they generally warn you about what they, what what data they're gonna access, right? That's why I, you know I download an app and then I look at that and then I take it off because yep. I'm like, no. Well, you know what? Actually, some of the the biggest trends that I see are whether it's Facebook or Instagram. You see, you've seen, you've probably seen like uh, kids or girls with this. Um, 
they have these pictures that you have to take your your picture, a selfie, and they'll make you old, they'll make you young, or they'll mm-hmm. change your hair color. Yeah. And where are these apps being made? Nobody pays attention to that. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, hey, your stuff might be going to China because, again, people want anything they can get off of you. Yeah. The information only knows about you what you give it. Yeah. So if yeah. you take that selfie, then yeah, yeah. Like, oh, cool. It's changing my face. I'm 10 years younger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then where's that picture going? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's it's a scary world. Um, the, where can people get a hold of you? What's the name of your company? Green Hat Solutions. So uh, it's, a, it's a little play on hacking terms. So yeah, yeah Black Hat Hackers, green, uh, White Hat Hackers, Green yeah. Hat Hackers. And, yeah. uh, green Hat is based on, you know, it's uh, because of the, the Green Beret um, yeah. coming from that culture. So uh, it brings my experience as being a leader, being a warfighter. And having the IT knowledge, so yeah. all combined into one. Yeah, and it's it, we bring a different perspective. It's um, it's a lot more digestible for people when they hear it coming from you know a formal nu- guy who works with knuckle draggers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you credibility. I, I think so. What what kind of services do you do? Do you do like a, like if a corporate office wants to look at their security, or do you do private instruction? Or no. So I thought about getting into that business model, but uh, there there's a lot of companies that do that. I'm more interested in training and education. Okay. So it's finding uh it's finding those people that like me were were former Green Berets. Yeah. And that have a passion and knowledge and desire to teach because you know Green Berets one of the things that we do fantastic is we teach. Yeah. All of us yeah. are teachers. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's what makes us unique is yeah. you know we not only are we teachers but we've trained people who speak different languages, yeah. different yeah. countries, different cultures so mm-hmm. You know, that, that background alone makes you yeah. an awesome instructor. It does. Yeah, um, it does. I remember teaching classes and I, I, I'd i say it in English and one guy would translate it to Pashtu and then mm-hmm. another guy would translate it to Dari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, multiple audiences. The How can people, if they get on your website, they can just email you straight from there? Yep, greenhatsolutions.com. Yep, we have a contact us page. We are... We are a tactical cyber company. So yep. yes, tactical cyber is a thing. Yes, it is um, now. Mm-hmm. It is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, it's uh, it's all about training and education. So small business, but we're, we're going to be growing. And uh, yep. again, thanks for Yeah, for no problem, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's a, it's a fascinating world. And, and like we said, it, it's preparedness in the 21st century. And if it, you're ignoring it, you're ignoring it at your own peril. Yes, exactly. Uh, for convenience. Yep. And it might bite you in the ass someday. Yep, exactly. Um, all right, so stay tuned for more stuff. We're, we're going to do a, a bunch of stuff together. Awesome. And uh, when, once we get a class here and we do it, we'll probably launch out to Utah if your schedule allows it. And we'll do the same type of thing over there. We'll run some classes out there. Okay. And, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, hey, thanks, Pat. Uh, yeah, that, thanks, that Kevin. Great conversation. And uh, all right. So until next time, stay alert, stay alive. Yeah.